The Production Expert Podcast is brought to you with the kind support of Autoria, Source Elements, and RSPE Audio Solutions. Welcome to the Production Expert Podcast. I'm Julian Rogers, and in this week's edition, I'm joined by Don Morley and Russ Hughes. We're going to discuss the new products released in January 2022. Don Morley is a Grammy Award-winning engineer and producer and professor of music production at Leeds Conservatoire. Over a 20-year career and counting, he's worked with many of the music industry's biggest names, from artists including Adele, Sting and Amy Winehouse, to producers including Phil Spector, Mark Ronson and Tony Visconti. Welcome, Don. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Russ Hughes spent the 80s as a synth programmer for many top artists. He went on to spend several decades writing and recording. He also did a stint running commercial post facilities in Soho, London. In 2008, he founded the Experts websites after seeing many audio professionals didn't have free access to high-quality content. The rest, they say, is history. Welcome, Russ. I'm not a professor. I'm from (laughs) Birmingham. (laughs) <laughs> Enough said. So, um, we, we're going to take these in no particular order, but there's been quite a f- bit of new stuff that's, uh, that's made itself known to us uh, through January. So um, I'm, I'm going to kick off, actually. Let's jump straight in with Soundflow 5, because uh, I was quite um, uh, quite close to that launch, because I, I did um, I did a bit of a kind of walkthrough uh, with Christian from Soundflow. Um, Dom, I believe you're a Soundflow user. Uh, I am, yeah. It's just over the last, some point in the last year, I got uh, Stream Deck and Soundflow. And um, a bit, I was a bit skeptical about it. I knew a lot of people that had it, but um, but but I, I sort of plunged in because I thought if if enough people that I know and respect think something's great, then it's definitely worth, you know, at least investigating. Yeah. Um, and I've actually really, I've really enjoyed using it. It's, it's sped up my process um hugely and and i'm i'm slow on it in that i've got probably half the buttons programmed that i could mm-hmm. um but the ones that i've got on there just your shortcuts to the favorite plugins and just things that i end up going to menus for a lot you know clicking the drop down menu finding the thing mm-hmm. i've now got that on a button and it takes less than a second rather than a few which sounds like well pat on the back you've saved yourself three seconds but if you go to that thing a hundred times during a mix and you know, then there's all those other buttons that you go to all those times. It does, it speeds you up in, yeah. um, doesn't in, take long till you got an hour back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's also a focus thing. I think I recently read a book, uh, by a guy called, I think it's Cal Newport called deep work, um, which, uh, gets into how you, uh, sort of apply focus in the work that you do, which mixing, you know, it takes an awful lot of that. And the less you can think about the sort of, the button presses and the and the menu drop downs and the more you can think about the sound the better and if you've got these instinctive buttons that speed things up for you then i think that that helps you with your focus and your deep work so i think it sort of helps as well as the little bit of time that you save it helps focus the mind on the right stuff rather than um, menu diving mm. Excellent, um, Russ, but this new new version looks great. I mean, I've just I've just seen the flick. I saw the thing that you did actually, yeah. yeah um, uh, and and I think they've gone the right way with it. As a Pro Tools user, um, I think the fact that they've put in so many uh, shortcuts means you don't have to sit there for you know spend a, a couple of hours of a day yeah. programming things before you start the mix. It's all there, which I think is great. It's a exactly. big step forward. Yeah, Soundflow for impatient, lazy people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Which absolutely. is all of us, isn't it? Uh, would, uh, yeah, <laughs> without making any connection at all. So, Russ, have you have you tried this? <laughs> I haven't tried it, but I, I understand the concept. And I think what they've managed to do is to take the pain out of macros. Because macros 
uh, we, before the show started, we were talking about bitcoins, and I just I just did a bit of well, well, then I did a bit of Bitcoin for dummies, and it said you can spend more time spend more on electricity than you do actually by making out of a Bitcoin trying to mine them. Uh, but we won't go there. But uh, but what the the analogy I was trying to make is sometimes macros sound really good, but sometimes it t- it takes you longer to make the macro than the time it saves that it creates. And so mm. the great what seems to be really good is a it's really smart and it's they've done a lot of the they've done a lot of the hard work for us all because I've got I've got a uh, stream deck and and again the stream deck is really cool as long as you can put in the time mm. uh, so anybody that can put in the time so that you've then got the macros yeah because uh, there've been macro apps before haven't there for pro tools but this seems to be one that's just so tightly embedded and uh, Christian the guy that came up with the concept has really come up with a a really good thing and it's cross-platform as well so you don't have to have a stream deck you can run it on an ipad or you can run it i think you can run it on your phone mm. uh, Apparently, yeah. uh it, it, it it's just a very smart piece of uh so- software i hope it extends beyond because generally it's mostly pro tools at the moment isn't it um, uh, I, I, I mean you can use it for anything at all on a mac and there's and some there's, um, there's decks for you know kind of finder and and things like that so uh, if you want to make it i think the thing here is that it started as something that was inspired by having to click around in pro tools a lot so um it shares that kind of uh development history but it comes preloaded with seven over 1700 like macros for um for Pro Tools, but there's absolutely no reason why they can't do exactly the same thing for any other app at all, as long as it runs on a yeah. Mac. Yeah, I, that's what I, th- I think. Me, uh, I was talking to Dom about this before the before we started recording. Is that basically people just need to create these and then upload them, don't they? And then you can. Well, that already exists because there is a marketplace for pre-made yeah, ones. So the, yeah. the really well-known ones, the uh, the Melody one Shep's that Andrew Sheps did, that everyone was yeah. was all over because it's just so, you know immediately there's a load of hassle taken away because someone else had done the work. Cool, that's really good. Uh, okay, um, well, Soundflow Five. I mean, it's a, a generally approving noises. I, I like what <laughs> I like what you said, Dom, about a load of people whose whose opinions I trust were using it. So I thought there must be something to it. That's exactly where I was. But mm, the, the yeah. work the work involved in uh, getting into it kind of uh, yeah di- discouraged me just because yeah it's like yeah I'm kind of busy. I I, I can't take a, a morning out to figure out whether or not this thing's any good or not. But you don't yeah. have to now. So yeah. Yeah, and actually, pricing. <laughs> Sorry, go on. As an approach, it means I am always behind the curve, um, but I feel everybody else's product testing for me, and I can just yeah. Get in when, let when somebody it's else a do the beta. Let somebody else be a beta tester. Yeah, yeah. The, pr- yeah. the pricing's yeah. good as well because it starts at four ninety nine dollars a month, which is about three pound in England, mm. uh, in the UK. So for the price, what price, what price time as a professional? That's always what I ask. Uh, if yeah. I can, if I can, if the thing I'm investing in. I can make more money by so I, I, I use painters as an analogy. I can I can make more money in a day than I have to pay a painter to paint my house. So I'll hire the painter. Mm-hmm, exactly, and that's the same with any of these things. And nine ninety nine a month seems to be the most popular one. And like yeah, uh, twelve hundred twenty dollars a year for for, for for just flying around Pro Tools and getting your jobs done quicker. Yeah, and that's only if like. you need it for the whole year. Because um, I, I had a bit of a chat with Christian about exactly how the subscription works. Lots of people get get very um, very jumpy at the mention of subscriptions, but there's a free demo, so you can try it out without without doing anything at all. And then you, your data stays uh, in the cloud. So if you suspend your subscription, you can just leave it and then come back and you work, you pick up where you left off. Yeah, so if, you, if you're taking the summer Theoretically, off, just, that's you know. true. Theoretically, <laughs> but practically, you wouldn't build a workflow and then stop using it, would you? 
Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is, if for some reason you're not going to be working, okay, yeah, fine. Was the good. example so, we we're giving? So it's now, fair. Yeah, it's yeah. fair, mm. which is yeah. good. So a yeah. hit or miss? It's a hit from me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, t- yeah, hit easy, easy, no problem mm. at all. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So, well, let's move on to the next Studio One Five Point Five launched this this month. Um, uh, I don't, Russ, maybe you should uh, speak to this. Yeah, t- what I love about Studio One is once you buy an iteration of it, let's say you buy Studio One Five, then everything point wise uh, 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 from there on outwards is free. So you won't pay hmm. until Studio One Six for the next one, and the great thing is you're not just getting like bug fixes; you're getting proper updates each time a, a point release comes out. So point release normally has, I would say, on average fifty new features, which is insane, and it's wow. free. Yeah, it is. That's why people love Presonus and Studio yeah, that's One. Great. Uh, and this one's got some seriously good stuff. Just I'll give you kind of the highlights. There's things like. Uh, obviously people don't realize that Studio One is a complete solution. So you get both the DAW and the mastering suite as the software. Uh, They're called projects. And the project uh, part of Studio One has now been fully updated, uh, multiple exports all at one time, uh, loudness updates, uh, a really cool feature. It now has a listen bus. So if you're a Sonarworks user, you can have Sonarworks on your listen bus and when you bounce, it doesn't get printed, which was always a pain for people who use Sonarworks because the amount of times you, you bounce with Sonarworks on your on your mix bus and everything, oh, sugar, I've got Sonarworks on my mix bus. Now I'm going to have to d- d- de-insert it before I bounce it. Mm. Uh, so that's there now. And then on the MIDI side, there's just things like really cool mixer. Well, mixer snapshots are already there. So mixer snapshots, which are really cool. So you could, let's say, Dom, you were mixing a track. Every hour, you could take a snapshot of that track. Or let's say you do an idea with a reverb. You mm-hmm. could snapshot that, and then you can go back and A-B them instantly. Oh, wow. On the mixer. That's everything. Yeah. Faders, everything. Plugins, the lot. Uh, and they've added automation to that as well now. So often when you do an automation patch, you can pre-automation, take a snapshot, post-automation, do, do, take a snapshot and listen back to both of them. And oh, if you don't like clever. the automation you did, you just go back you just go back and start again. So that's that's been added in now. They've got things like strum patterns on MIDI, which is really cool. So you can grab a chord on the MIDI timeline and then drag it out. And then it's, it creates an artificial strum across the four notes if you're making guitar parts. Uh Another yeah, thing I saw got, a lot of the integration on MIDI I saw was um it's I mean I, I don't use it but I just saw the I saw the demo of this. I thought it was amazing MIDI integration on this. It's chord stacks. Make, yeah, make it's so chord fast. Stacks. Yeah, if, if if you do chord stacks, if you put a C in now and you tell it that it's a, a pentatonic minor, uh, sorry, a pentatonic scale and then just drag up it'll put the four chords in that scale straight in. <laughs> uh brilliant. Just uh, and then a really cool feature now is if you drag a MIDI part into the timeline, it extracts the chords, then you can drag the chords back onto the timeline for, for, for a part like a piano. Or if you say it's the bass, it'll put all the root notes in. Huh. It's, it's mad. Wow. So it's mad. really, yeah. the, the reason people love Studio One is just so fast for like music production and composing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's not managed to shake the Pro Tools like stronghold of Pro Studios for recording, but uh, it's, it's just just in sheer value proposition, each release is is a thumbs up from me. So yeah. that's that's it's a hit from me. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, free. I, it's I, I would go like. with hit as well. Only I, I don't have enough experience of it, but just from what I saw from the demo, there's there's so much that's in there that that just speeds up workflow. And I think you, you're right. It's more. It seems more aimed for the the producer, writer, composer yeah. market than the yeah. mixer sort of market. Um, and if you're that sort of person, it looks great. 
Looks well, there's plenty of those people, aren't there? Absolutely, yeah. There's yeah. more of those people than not these days. Way more, yeah. Jules, did you have a look at it? Uh, I'm going to have to say, uh, well, I, I don't know if my opinion really counts for much on this because although I use Studio One really regularly, I use it so lightly. I, I just use it as a recorder. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I'm, I, I know there's loads of amazing stuff in there. But uh, one day I'll, I'll, I'll get the time to actually uh, actually dig in properly and uh, and uh, find out what I've been missing because I've certainly hear about it along the way and it sounds great. Uh, hits and misses? Hit. Hit. In theory, hit. When I get to it, hit. But it's a <laughs> it's a Remember provisional the, the one. Last time we were hissing most of this show, weren't we? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, um, it's true. It's true. Um, okay, um, this I think is is a really interesting one. Blue Cat Audio Connector. Now, do, have we all checked this out? Uh, Dom, have you come across this? We we ran it on the site. Did you see that when we? Uh... Uh, I've seen the. I've seen the. I haven't used it, but I've seen the kind of the the walkthrough of it. Um, and I think in the in the right situation. It's it's great, and it's not something that I would use myself, or, or I can't see myself using it because I have um, I use one DAW. I don't use multiple DAWs, but I know people that do, and in that case, it's a godsend. Um, and also, I don't have a networked computer. I don't have a bunch of computers networked up here, um, so so it's not applicable there. One one way that I could see myself drawing on in the future is there is a certain plugin manufacturer that will renate remain nameless that make very good sounding plugins that use so much processing power it's ludicrous i can't imagine yeah you, you need mean. the cern you need the cern uh, hydron colliders to run them don't you exactly and so if i did have a spare computer kicking around which i don't i could network that up and run those plugins on that computer theoretically seamlessly and um and that seems like a great application uh for this for people that are mixing mm. um so yeah, I, I think the concept of it is brilliant. It seems to have been done very well. I do use other Blue Cat plugins like VST Wrapper and stuff like that, which which have always been great um, and and very well implemented with good, you know, wet dry stuff, which you know the plugin itself didn't have, and all of that stuff is really really good. So um, I'm a fan of them generally, and they seem to have done you know something quite worthwhile with this. So yeah, I'm up for it. I think it's a good mm. idea. Excellent, Russ. Thoughts? Yeah, if you had a if you had like a Mac Mini lying around, you could network it into your other computer and use this as a use this software to create a to create a a, a virtual plugin server on yeah. the second computer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, for example, all your reverbs could sit on it. Uh, yeah. Because reverb, it doesn't really matter a bit. If, I think the latency is very small anyway, but a bit of latency on a reverb isn't going to be noticed, is it? No, that's not going to bother you. If, if you get to use, if it means you can use the reverb you want to use, then yeah, definitely be worth it, yeah. Parallel compression, perhaps not. I think you'll get that nice phasey sound. Lovely phase, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's brilliant because I've tried all the solutions from Jack and... Uh, all sorts of stuff. A really nice solution is let's say there's a let's say you want to use a VST that's in Logic and it's only in Logic or it's only in Studio One or you want to use the Pro Compressor out of Pro Tools. You can do it with this. Mm, so yeah. you can just you can you can you can use Logic like main stage then and just plumb it into Pro Tools. Mm, yeah. So because it can run MIDI and audio, it's I think it's really clever. It's not expensive either, is it? Mm. It's uh, it's definitely solving a, a problem that people have, and while there's ways of doing this stuff, this looks this looks like um, significantly more elegant than some that I've tried. I, I know. Yeah, um, we were uh, yeah. saying this this morning. Sometimes we've given up, haven't we, Julian? Yeah, just plug yeah, cables absolutely. between stuff. And it's, uh, it's I mean, there's there's a few there's a few things things in there, but I mean, it's the in the box um, stuff. I think that 
probably is more useful to more people than uh, it's clever to be able to you know hook up hook up between machines but um yeah i it's it's the in the box stuff the midi as well because i mean you can do that using the um on a mac using the what's it called the iac bus is that what again but that's a lot of arsing exactly around. and it's just kind of like i know you can do it i've never done it <laughs> so you mm-hmm. know but um that probably tells a story um yeah so i mean loads of loads of nice uh, applications for this because this is something that people want to do regularly but I've certainly found myself banging my head against the table going, oh, hang on a minute, is this a source or a destination? And I'm confused and, you know, and it makes you just want to want, want a patch bay and just go, at least I can look at it and understand what the hell I'm doing. So, yeah. Mm. Excellent. All right. Um, well, I mean, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if there's much more to say on that apart from is it a hit or is it a miss? So uh, <laughs> what do we think? Dom, what about you? Uh, I think it's a hit for me. I think it's good. Yeah, boringly again, it's a hit from me. Oh, yeah. And to continue a theme, yeah, okay. We need to get more <laughs> controversial, don't we? Um, it's been a good January, clearly. <laughs> well, there's been some sensible things released, which is always a good sign, I suppose. Um, okay, monitor controllers. API released the MC531 monitor controller. Uh, um, Russ, Russ, you know about this. What, what, what do you think? Uh, I think it's, uh, well, for those who, who haven't seen it, it's it's a monster of a... Uh, uh, monitor controller for a studio uh, from the legends who are API. So you're getting the API quality and build with some nice little kind of technical features on it. It has Bluetooth on it, for example, so you can just put a phone through it and a mini jack input on as well. So they, they've thought it through. They've, they, they haven't just thought, well, okay, we're API and we're going to make it like a it's going to be very vintage and stuff. So it's it, it, it's 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 rock solid and built like a tank and looks and feels like an API. But as I say, you can if there's somebody in the studio and they want to play you a, a reference track off their iPhone, they can push you can plumb it through this just by Bluetooth or by uh, mini jack and stuff like that. Uh, it's and it's got a it's got a sub output. It's just a fully featured uh, unit. It's two and a half thousand dollars. So it's it's API pricing. Mm. And I saw people go, no, it's a lot of money. I if, if it was. If it was ninety nine dollars, I'd buy it. No shit, mate. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about stating the obvious, uh, but it's 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 not priced for the. It, it, there are plenty of cheap monitor controllers out there, and pro, pro, plenty of de- decent sub five hundred dollar monitor controllers you can get to. But this isn't. This is aimed at people who really want uh, something that's built at, like a tank and sounds like sounds like just just is going to be completely rock solid. Mm. Uh, so I think it's a it's a, just an amazing piece of kit. Mm. Uh, Dom? Well, interestingly, I recently changed my monitor setup. So I have been in this world lately. Uh, prior to this coming out, this was back in November where I sort of changed things around. And I've got the um, the Dangerous Music ST um, as my new monitor controller. And, and this came out, and obviously, you know, API a great company, and they make things that sound gorgeous. And then I saw this come out, thinking, oh, no, I'm going to, you know, be annoyed now that this has come out two months after I made my call. Um, but actually, there's, I find it a bit. Well, it's it's good, but it's not offering anything that that isn't already out there, kind of in spades. I don't. I don't. They're like it's got three monitors that you can choose from and a sub. I've got four on my one that you can choose from because the sub is a stereo thing that you can turn into another monitor. Um, and it's got three inputs, stereo inputs, and I've got four on this one. Um, it does have the metering output, which I think is a good call because people do want, you know, sometimes want external or now. something. Um, so it's just, 
I, I was a bit meh about it, really. It's like, it's. I'm sure they've done it very well. The price doesn't bother me that much. Mine wasn't far off that. You know, the, the dangerous one is like, I think, $2,200 or something Have like you got that, the so. Monitor ST? Is that what yeah. you've got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that kind of Star Trek control panel. Yes, which is actually a lot smaller in footprint than what you're dealing with here with the API as well. I know yeah. some people will want the large footprint thing because it's obviously a centerpiece of a studio, um, whereas, you know, that... that would kind of put me off because I've been wondering where I'm supposed to put it. So, so I, I kind of, I'm sure it's a great product. And if you need those specific amounts of ins and outs, then, then I'm sure it'll do really well for you. But I was a bit surprised that I wasn't surprised if you know what I mean, that <laughs> there was nothing in there that made me go, wow, that's, that's great. Well done for bringing this, this new paradigm to the market. I'll tell you my problem with it. And it, 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 it and I might be wrong on this, but the one thing that dangerous I like about the dangerous that this d doesn't offer, and it's my problem with desktop stuff generally, mm -hmm. is all the cables that are going to be shoved in the back of this thing. Of running course, yeah. the, the where the I, 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 perhaps you can mount it into something, but perhaps it will sit inside a a desk if you if you build the desk right and this yeah, would go. But probably it doesn't have to build the desk around it. I think. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah. But so, whereas the whereas the dangerous, for example, has a, a separate rack unit, doesn't it? And everything goes into the rack unit, and then this is the thing, and then yeah. it's controlled by the the remote. Yeah, and they're just an Ethernet cable from the remote, so yeah, dead easy. And one yeah, new so rack that could go anywhere, really. I mean, it's got a few controls on it that you might want it, but the headphone volume is the only one I use really on it. There's there's um, you know other stuff you might want to reach for, but it's not something that needs to be to hand all the time. So yeah, it can be anywhere. I, I think it's, if you like API, you'll like this. Uh, mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like API are, are very much their own thing. Um, something that uh, I, I agree with you about the kind of the whole, f f um, pricing wise, yeah. I mean, this is what a, a quality uh, yeah. stereo monitor controller costs. Compare it to the Crane Song Avocet, maybe. It's pretty much the same money. Um, yeah. The form factor thing of it's not being a remote for a rack mount unit. Yeah, absolutely. But at least if you're going to have a standalone solution like this, being API, that thing is going to weigh a ton, which in this case is a good thing because what really bothers me is stuff that's light enough to be moved or influenced by the weight of the cables and connectors hanging out the back of it. And that mm -hmm. thing is going nowhere, unlike yeah. a lot, you know, a budget thing. If you hang a few XLRs out the back with a reasonable amount of XLR off the back, it's, you know, it can be tipping up and all sorts of, ugh, no good at all. Um, the, but, the other set you mentioned, and that again has a separate rack. Yeah. Uh, I think my big concern with the API is all that stuff's all in the same box, which, which is good. I, I, I think you're going to have to build a piece of kit to put it in. And and, th and then the headphone outputs are on the back. You have to go to it. Like, well, definitely. I want that on the front, don't I? Yeah, and no, but two of the headphones, the mini jack is on the front. That which is a good is a, call it, because this yeah. is it's, this a, it's is a good call I if you're going to use it on about. a desk, but it, it's a good call if you're going to use it on a desk, but if you then mount it into something, you're going to lose them. You can't use that, yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm less convinced it's, it's designed with that in mind. You could do it, obviously, custom fit it to something but uh, yes but look at the footprint of it it's huge yeah yeah absolutely um what what i would say is um something that uh with a monitor controller i see a monitor controller as being a bit like the gear the gear stick on a car it's like the studio's handshake you know it's mm -hmm. like it's the thing you touch the most and if that yeah. is quality that that just really influences my perception of of, of where i am you know sure yeah <laughs> and uh, and 
um, while they're very kind of like unique, it's 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 a thing, isn't it? The API, the big weird API knob, and I mean, it's not yeah, it's not ergonomic, but it's very kind of like oh, I know exactly what this is. So eh, maybe um, yeah, okay. Is there anything else we want to say about this? I mean, obviously stereo only. You can't really criticise. It's kind of like if it's if you want to go higher than that, certainly if you want to go anywhere near Atmos, yeah, then it's just music the wrong, people. The, the wrong category of, of hardware, but um, yeah, yeah. But what do we think? What do we think? Hits or misses, uh, Dom? Um, I'm going to say a miss because I think more could have been done. It could have been more interesting, so it's a miss for me. Fair enough, Russ. Yeah, it's a miss for me because the ergonomics of it, uh, as I say, uh, I think if they'd made that, as, if that had been the desktop controller and there was a separate unit on an umbilical like the other units have, uh, where you plugged it all in, that would have made more sense to me. For me, I I, I kind of like it, but then I quite like API. So I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say hit, but this is this is only gonna be a hit for people who like API, and people who like API are gonna love this. So yeah. hit with are. a little star next to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Term, terms apply. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Achoria has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps, and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade, and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects, called the AudioFuse Creative Suite, is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Visit Achoria.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use. Um, all right, so uh, from from relatively expensive things to, to very reasonably priced things, soft tube Dirty Tape, which was free. Um, uh, Russ, go on. Well, if it's anything like, uh, well, it's, it's it's $35 when it isn't free. Uh, and if it's, if it's the modern version of the original soft tube, uh, what was it called? The freebie? Saturation that made knob. Saturation knob. Everybody used that. It's a, it's, it's just like a, it, it's like one of those things in, in every studio that, that came out and, uh, they're good at this stuff. Uh, free. Yeah, great because it isn't free anymore. But now, even at thirty-five dollars, it, it, to add some drive and some 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 dirt, it, it, do we need another tape plugin? Perhaps not. But this isn't that. This is a kind of flavor plugin. I think if you're trying to get some flavor, perhaps you've got a piano and you want to make it sound a bit cranky or a bit bit retro or a Rhodes or something, or even a drum kit, a drum bus through this and stuff. Uh, I, I I think it's a winner. So uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. That's I. I think I've said everything I need to say about <laughs> okay. it. Right? Yeah. Dom, go on. Yeah, there's not a lot to say really. It's you know, it's another. I ha- I'll be honest. I haven't used it. Um, I'm not a big saturation fan. It's not something that I use loads. Although I did recently get the PSP saturator and 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 that actually turned my head a little bit on saturation because because I really like the way they've done that and it always sounds really good. So so perhaps it's it's um a, a great thing. There's you know, for for the price, it's like you say, for for thirty five euros, I think is the price currently, which I guess is what about thirty quid these days. Um, I've got a lot of faith in Sauce Tube that their stuff is always always sounds yeah, great. So top I'm notch sure, in it, yeah. yeah they don't make crap. Yeah, it's probably it's probably great, and uh, and at that price, it's you know it's worth a bash in it, even if it's just another flavour of saturation. If you're a saturation fan, and it does say right at the bottom in really small letters, "Do not clean tape heads before use," which makes me laugh. So well done. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I've worked. With, I worked for, for for several years with the soft tube team quite a lot, and uh, sense of humour was always at the centre of everything they did. <laughs> good, good. Uh, and it's just they don't take themselves too seriously, and it's great. Uh, 
just it's worth 35 quid because they're just brilliant guys <laughs> <laughs> send them the money if you, even if you don't use it <laughs> i like i like the dirt control uh goes from clean to bad which is <laughs> <laughs> great. it does a few other things it's not i mean it's not a one-to-one you know update yeah. for for saturation knob which oh, i sure. have to say yeah. i'd kind of I've I've sort of fallen out of love with saturation knob. I used to I used to love it. I use it less and less these days. Um, but the whole world seems to be doing saturation plugins at the moment, especially like you know free ones and stuff. And while they're all kind of different from each other, I, I, basically you want something that sounds good as opposed to just dirty. And I haven't used this one yet, but I, I know already it's it's going to sound good. Um, some interesting stuff in there that's uh, that's certainly going to. Um, uh, maybe add a bit more interest. I like the I like the fact that you've got some uh, some options in the uh, stereo mode decoupled. I'm guessing that will give a little bit of kind of stereo wandering and variation between the left and the right, which uh, mm. is you know yeah. it's not something you just get on a straight head. Oh, I made a bit crusher, you know. So um, true. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's interesting. I, like I say, I haven't tried it yet, um, but uh, but yeah, um, I'm sure at some point uh, I'll, I'll come across it. And if it's anything like tape, that was great. I mean, <laughs> uh, so yeah, okay. Uh, I, I think we, I know where we're going on this. We're going to kind of continue a theme, I'd imagine, but. Uh, Hits and misses, uh, Dom. Um, at that price from Soft Tube, it's got to be a hit for me. Oh, agreed. Okay. Uh, and Russ, two hits from yeah. me. And yeah, okay. I'm double uh, hitting. Dull, dull, dull. Hit, hit, hit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we, have we really got nothing in here that we're not going to think's just fantastic? Okay. Um, let's open up a bag of controversy with the Intel 12th generation Core i9 processor. Um, uh, what, well, Russ? Tell us what, less what of a product, more of a concept. When 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 Apple announced the 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 M1 and then the M1 Max, it, it was a, a paradigm shift in power uh, and heat, equaling noise and all those kind of things. And uh, Intel were caught with their trousers down. Really, uh, they've responded with an Intel 12th Gen Core i9 now, uh, which is in in tests is coming out uh, slightly faster and. Uh, but the problem is it's still an Intel. And so uh, in the tests to produce the same amount of CPU power, uh, the Intel was at about 100 watts, pulling at 140 at some points, whereas the M1 Max was pulling at 40 watts. Mm. And That's all of that equals difference. equals yeah. heat equals noise. Yeah. And so the whole point of the whole point of the M1s is that for more and more of us are using laptops or even just having computers in the same room. We don't have machine rooms anymore. So the holy grail for us for us is power without any of the adverse effects of a... When I had my uh, i9 before I went to my M1, when I was sometimes, when I was working on heavy duty tracks or rendering, it sounded like there was a 747 taking off in the studio. Uh, none of that on an M1. Uh, it's, it's, it, I, I think we said in our article... It's good news for everybody because it means that the race is on. Yeah. And so Apple will now respond. Then Intel will respond. So we're all winners, aren't we? Whichever whichever poison you choose, we're all going to win. So it's a hit from me on the basis that it just makes it just makes the competition fun. If Intel had given up now, then Apple could well Apple don't anyway, but uh you get my point. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, it's not having used a computer with either chip, the just the fact that the uh the competition is there. Apple have come out with theirs, and obviously that's been a a big amount of progress. And everybody's pleased, seems to be pleased with what they're doing. And then Intel come out with an answer, which may not be, you know, 
may not actually be better in the end, which is not really what we want because we do want lower power draw. That's obviously something that everybody wants these days. Um, but, you know, the fact that the race is still on and they're still fighting to to be the best is is better for consumers everywhere. So, yeah, always going to be a good thing. Mm. Um, I'd, I think it's interesting how um, low, low power consumption and uh, kind of uh, those those consequences for laptop users of kind of limited battery life don't really affect me. I mean, of course, given the convenience of being able to pick up my studio machine and take it in the kitchen for 10 minutes appeals to me, but it's it's hardly a deal breaker, not something that's going to make me break out thousands of pounds. But noise is huge because um, I'm, I'm never very far away from my computer. And if I had a machine room, I've, I, I really wouldn't want to put my computer in it because I want it relatively close to me for all sorts of reasons. So that, it's interesting to me how... Uh, reducing power consumption, which wasn't for people doing audio on computers, has benefited people doing audio on computers yeah. enormously. Um, for people who want to build a, a huge brute force powerhouse desktop machine, there's not really that much of a downside to just get a massive great case with really good cooling and, and stick a power-hungry chip like this in it. Great. You know, it'll do what you want it to and you've got control over it if that's the way you're kind of – where your computer habits uh, and preferences drive you. But for me, it's not about power consumption, but noise is absolutely right up there. So because of that, I'm kind of like, Meh, about the Intel chip. So, you know, I, I get to say something negative for once on this, which uh, <laughs> is good for me. Um, yeah, okay, for me, I think that's a miss. Uh, Russ, hit or miss? It, it, it's a it's a hit for the very simple reason it keeps it keeps everybody keen and it means that we win for the health of the scene. Got you. Okay. For the health of the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Don? Well, well, well <laughs> yeah. The I'm worst in, thing. I'm the the, the worst thing that could happen is Intel go bust because then Apple have a monopoly. Yeah. And we yeah, don't and want that. Would, that. that would be bad for everyone. <laughs> and if you look at and and if you think monopolies aren't a bad thing, then look at the Conservative Party in our country right now. They have a <sighs> a huge majority in the, in in Parliament, which means they can do anything they like, and that's never a good thing. Um, I, I'm in. I'm in the middle of you two. It's it's a, a qualified hit with a wish they'd concentrated more on power um, than 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 speed, or or if they'd there'd been an equal rise. But you know, it's it's as with Russ, it, it's better to keep the competition going. The Production Expert Podcast is made possible using Source Connect Now from Source Elements, the free way to record high quality audio over the internet. Need to record an interview or a podcast like this one remotely? With Source Connect Now, you can. Using a Chrome browser, you'll get ISDN equivalent quality audio without the need to install any additional software. Register for your free account at now.source-elements.com. Okay. Um, uh, so, what about uh, what Tascam Porter Capture X8? Now, this is interesting because if you look at it, it looks like a handheld um, field recorder, but it's a bit more than that. Um, uh, well, yeah, Russ, it is. Tell, tell us, tell us what you what you think about this this box. Perhaps nostalgia kicks in every time I see Tascam and the word Porter because my first ever machine was the t Tascam <laughs> Porter Studio. So the minute I see anything that says Tascam Porter, I think, yeah, come on. And I'm 16 again. But it, this is really clever because it's kind of a lot of things in one that 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 uh, there's a whole different discussion we haven't got time for today. But I don't think, uh, and this is controversial and Julian knows where this, this next sentence is going to, mm -hmm. I don't think the future of audio is DAWs. Uh. I think mm. DAWs were just a modernised version of tape and mixers. Mm -hmm. But and why I mean that is that, like, I and mean, Julie and I were talking about this, 
is that to use Word to send your mum a two-line letter or to write to the school is just over the top. And for most people, uh, a DOW is just far too complicated. It's just it's just a sledgehammer to crack a nut. Mm-hmm. So anybody that can make products that appeal, that can do all the kind of things we want from a door, but without having to switch computers on and stuff, I think are really quite smart. And what this is, is a handheld device that's also, so you can just take it in the field and use it as a field recorder. It's got multiple inputs. You can use it for like on a desk for a podcast. You can use it as an audio interface. And the best part about it is you can do a lot of it just in the box. So it's got like a podcast mode and then it's got a DAW mode sort of like, so you can like, you could sit down with the guitar and record a demo and stuff. And it's got all the effects built in as well. So, so for a lot of people who are kind of like the DAW is kind of overkill, something like this, which is priced at like 400 quid and it's hardware as well. Uh, It's, and it requires up to 32 bit, 192 uh, onto a, onto SD cards, I think. Uh, I think I think it's going to find a really good market for for it's it's multiple use, as I say, and they and actually the software heads to that because I think you can use it as a as podcast mode, there's re- music recording mode, there's uh, field recording mode, there's even a uh, what's that strange thing where people whisper into microphones? Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's an ASMR I want to see if mode. there's a pair of, pair of plastic ears he can stick on the microphones to. For when uh, doing that. <laughs> it's it's and it's got it's it's built like a tank as well. It's got four USB combi jacks on it, uh, so you can put six inputs in from straight away. I think eight altogether at the same time. Yeah, up to eight tracks, six tracks plus two mixed tracks. So. Uh, uh, and it kind of puts back in people's hands that whole Porter Studio kind of feel. Yeah, you just yeah. switch it on, start, go, boom. Yeah. And I think it. I think it would. Me and Julian were saying this most of the time when we write. We use text editor. We don't need all the mm. blooming power of, of of that in Word. And I think doors do the. I think doors do to many people's music creation what Word does to most people's writing creation. It just blinds them with so many features. You kind of lose the plot. Yeah, slows it down rather than speed yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah, mm, okay. yeah, interesting. I mean, I, d- I don't know this world very well. I've never had any of these kind of handheld portable things. Um, but I think did you never own a porter studio? Is yeah, yeah, I had a porter studio. Um, yeah, when I was a teenager, but not the handheld. So this is the modern equivalent of a porter studio. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right, and I think it's really interesting in that the you know you can properly multi-track with it, and you could plug a mic in, and then use the two mics on the top to pick up ambience in the room, and um, that could be a really good. I mean. You could consider it as a notepad, but you could also it yeah. could also be the start of a proper recording that you then throw into a DAW if you want to do more of it, or if it's just something simple that you just want you and your acoustic guitar, you can have a mic on each room ambience with the two mics that are built in, and then you've got your recording done with built-in effects and presets and stuff. That's you're right. It's it's a studio in a handheld box, which is which well, is it's a got nice enough touch. inputs with those two with those two mics on the front which could be your room if you put this far, far enough down the room you could use those two mics as as the room mics yeah you've got four more xlrs in you could record a drum kit on this yeah yeah, yeah you importantly could. it's got um it, it's got a thread mount in the bottom um i don't know exactly what you'd need to do to persuade that onto the top of a mic stand but that's something i've done before with the zoom h4n which used to come with a funny little thing that was like a threaded insert with a plastic thing, the shape of a SM58 body. So okay. you could pop it into a mic clip. But 
pop right. one of those over a kit, hang some cables down the stand out to you know some little six oh fours or something on a uh, on a drum kit, and you can make a very very convincing drum recording using something like yeah. that. Yeah, I wonder if you could bounce in this as well and really get the full Porter Studio experience. That would be really cool. Wouldn't that it? would be yeah. Bounce down four tracks down to one. Off you go again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. I, I don't have a field recorder, and I, I don't need them often enough for me to actually go and get one, but there have been so many occasions when it's like, yeah, that would be a really handy thing to do. And anybody who's done that kind of stuff, if you don't have the gear, um, dedicated gear, then what you end up doing um, uh, is you end up taking a laptop somewhere, possibly that you don't want to take a laptop to. And mm. that's the whole thing about this, is like it's just not an appropriate piece of hardware to take to... Uh, you know, I mean, out out in the wild, as it were. Certainly, anywhere near a gig. You know, I mean, I'd quite happily take something like this to a gig and capture some stuff, capture some stuff, or any kind of uh, live performance. But you just don't want to leave a MacBook Pro lying around because you yeah, know, it's a MacBook plus the Pro. interface that you need to plug into it. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And this is some, come from someone who who has owned his own uh, Kensington lock for exactly that purpose, so that you can leave an unattended MacBook Pro out in a venue without without it not being there when you get back. So. Other, I, and of like, course, if you're a camera person as well, you got to go. Let's go do sh- shoot like a film shoot with somebody. You could take this and, and use it as your audio capture device. Mm, yeah, job done. Of course, win win. Um, I think we know where we're going with this. Really, I mean, the, it's, it's quite a sophisticated one. Cheaper alternatives are are, are are available, but this one does loads more than just your um, just your bog standard. Just because usually these things are just capture devices, which you then take and do something with the audio. It looks like you can do end to end work with this without having to take it anywhere else which is an interesting extension and that's kind of the point of this isn't it mm. yeah it's a port it's basically the modern day equivalent of a porter studio mm. and i think most a lot of people podcasters all that kind of thing need a porter studio or even small songwriters they don't want to get their laptop powered up and as they say the minute by the time you've got the door set up and all your inputs figured out and all that it's like oh forget it mm, <laughs> and also it's less uh, if you're doing like a podcast uh, like an interview with somebody or something like that it's far less intimidating to stick one of these on a table than it is to get your laptop out with That's an interface and a microphone very true and everything indeed. else yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. exactly yeah. this is it yeah gotcha yeah yeah nice. okay all right so i recently had to write a lot of documents to tell people how to record podcasts with audio devices and it was very complicated <laughs> um hits and misses uh dom yeah it's a hit for me i like it russ i think we know where you're going with this I, I, I almost want to buy one just for the heck of it. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it'd be just, it, no, it'd just be a really cool tool to have lying around for either if you're using making videos or I want to get an idea down on mm. my acoustic guitar. I think it'd be really cool. It's kind of, it's kind of an alternative to Spire. Do you know, I think they've stopped making it now, but the, uh, I might be wrong if I misquoted mm. there, but, you know, but they, they tried doing it with Spire, didn't they? From uh, Isotope. Yeah, yeah. But this is, I think, a lot of people don't want to piss around with doors, and this is a great, a great way of not using a door. Yeah, got you. I, I like it. I like it. Good idea. I, I, I don't know if I'd need one often enough to 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 get one, but it's just about how how many how many times a, a year this thing's going to solve a problem for you, and uh, it doesn't quite reach a tipping point for me. So I don't think I don't think I'll get one. But if somebody needed one, I'd recommend this to them, or something like this. So yeah, yeah it's a hit from me. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, we're near the bottom of the list now. Um, so, last one: Slate Digital FG Dynamics. Uh, this uh, the, this is the dynamic section from the uh, from the channel strip. Careful. Of a, Careful. Uh, a well-known British analog British console mix. manufacturer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Dom, you check that this out. Rhymes with Hess Hess 
spell. <laughs> um, now, you know what? I, I just think there's a lot of these about, and I know, like, I'm sure this does something, you know, even closer to the original than than everything else. But I, I just get a bit bored of, of plug-in manufacturers doing yet another 1176, yet another this channel strip, yet another... Um, you know, something that we used to see in studios in the eighties and let's, let's do another one of those. I, I understand it's probably an easy sell. Um, and, and, you know, they're all companies and they're supposed to make money and that's, that's how that works. But I just, you know, I, it does, these things just don't inspire me in, in the least to have yet another version of, of that thing. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm obviously talking from lack of experience on this particular plugin and it may be great. It, I just can never be inspired to buy yet another copy of a channel strip. So it sounds like what you're saying hang is, on I though, don't hang need on this. though. But I think I think the thing is, it isn't. That's the point. Okay, it's it's all the things that you ever wanted on the dynamic section of that certain console, not not the not the not the mix bus, but the actual stuff on the channels. The channel strip, yeah. The channel strip with all the bits you'd like. So it's got auto makeup gain, which wasn't... So it's not trying to be the original. It's trying to make the original more modern. Okay. So okay. you can switch between hard and softene, which you couldn't do on the original. No, that's true. Linear re linear release time. Uh, you, you can change that from, linear to, from log to linear. Mm -hmm. uh, stereo link. And the best bit is auto makeup. So when you add the compression, it auto makes up the gain. So you're not going... You're not getting the old louder is better problem. Sure. So yeah. all of that is... All, so basically, it's a take on it. It's not a copy of it. Okay. And actually, which is interesting because normally Slate tend to have in historically tried to make it the closest to the original, yeah. haven't they? And yeah. that's the kind of thing that people go for. Whereas this doesn't seem to be take ha, doesn't seem to have taken that path. And I, I think credit for that. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. And can you can you buy it or do you have to subscribe? You can buy it. You can just yeah, buy, you can it. buy it. Yeah. Okay. Because that's you the other thing it. that that I do. I, I'm not a big fan of of plug-in subscription ideas i can understand why they work and I understand why if i was starting yeah i'm not a fan i'm not a fan if i was starting out today i might do it because then you all of a sudden get you know a whole bunch yeah i know i i think it's the chinese buffet of audio i think it's like it sounds impressive but by the time you get in there you normally have your usual meal You're using three yeah yeah but but but, but <laughs> i've never been to a chinese buffet where i've eaten more than i would have yeah. had i just bought the meal and i think i think i think all these bundles and everybody does them now do you know what i mean and i think i i, I think you get you get selection deficit as well don't you where it's like oh i've got so much gear which one do i use true yeah uh, uh but no but i think and also to not even put the eq on this so it is it is just the the dynamic section of that console mm. with with lots of like uh, modernization tweaks if you'd like to call it that yeah uh uh, I, I think it's a pretty I, – I, th I think it's one of the best things they've done for a long time, actually, because of that. Okay. That they've been bold, bold enough to take a route away from, hey, let's just claim this is the best one ever. Yeah. So this is the – yeah, this is this Which is, what... is a Snoresville. It is Snoresville. You're right. I don't need anybody else to tell me they've made an even closer replication of 1176 or an even closer yeah. Neve channel strip. Yeah. Uh, because you probably couldn't take – you probably couldn't – you could probably not – Two Neve desks, real Neve desks, are probably different. Absolutely, two Neve you know channels I mean? within the same desk will be slightly. See, different. I've always found it a bit of a stupid argument. Yeah. Personally. Jules, uh, well, I mean, 
Yeah, the auto makeup game. Yeah, that, that's that's cool, and uh, and we should see more of that because it's it's more doable than it's ever been, especially with proper loudness. Uh, we should make it a legal requirement. Sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we've all we've all been there, and we've all seen it done. Of like, you know, knocking a compressor, go, oh, that sounds brilliant, and going, that sounds loud. But um, the, I would say, I mean, I don't think I've ever used the. Uh, ever used the dynamic section on uh, any of the uh, SSL channel strips I've used. Because of that, basically the bit that, the bit off an SSL channel strip that I want is uh, I want a um uh, I want the EQ. And that's pretty much where my interest kind of kind of tapers to be honest. Um something that I do find interesting um and is the linear release just because um uh, a dynamics plugin that i love is the uh, is the sonox oxford dynamics which i just think's great i mean it's kind mm-hmm. of like rather old and a bit boring maybe but it's, it's it's brilliant and and works and sounds really good but it's that's got the linear release option on it and i've tried to find some something that i could possibly use it for because and i just i'm i'm just bewildered i'm like i think i see why this doesn't turn up on many things because for me, I, yeah, I can't, I can't really quite see why you'd want that. So it's interesting to see that introduced on here. Just mm. went, oh right, I won't use it on this either. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the marginal gains thing, and for for me, those are too marginal again. Yeah. The, the what you what they've added here, and and you know, I I'm with you, Russ, in applauding them for not just going. Look, this is closer than any other clone you've seen before. It's like we've which we've, normally is actually what they say. Yeah, yeah, we've gone That's close, usual, and then we thought, but yeah, what if we yeah. were redesigning it now? What would we put in that we we don't have? Which is great, um, but uh, yeah, uh, it do, it just doesn't inspire me to be honest. The thing that I will say I think is good about this format, this layout, and uh, I don't think Slate can take the take the credit for what it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. Is the is the very coarse um, uh, ladder meters. Um, which just kind of show you, you know, a little bit, a bit more, quite a lot. Yeah. But you're not, it, you're not going to start obsessing over because I mean, I, th- I think that some um, high resolution metering is a bit of a double edged sword. Just because sure. it's kind of like, yeah. don't give me too much information because you know, I, I just yeah. What well, where, where you start to go um, to, the, to, to you get to the law of diminishing returns while you try and shave a quarter of a dB off and stuff like that. But it's it's just kind of like oh that you know, but it's it's the whole thing about it's all thing about using your eyes rather than your ears and stuff. And, yeah, I, and exactly. I do quite. Well, like that's it. why I always loved the dBx over easy compressors. It was like more or less. Do you remember yeah. that the slider? More, less. Yeah. yeah. Put it where you like. It's all good. Like <laughs> yeah. And if if this isn't the right sound, go and pick a different bit of gear. <laughs> Yeah, very much so, very much so. Okay, um, what hits and misses on this then? Uh, well, Dom? Uh, uh, miss for me, I'm sure it's great, but it just doesn't inspire me, that's all. Okay, Russ? Uh, I'm going I'm to kind of put it in a caveat. It's a, it's a, it's a hit for people who subscribe to the, to the package, uh, but I don't think I'd pay whatever the, what is it, 150 yeah, quid for $150? $150, 150 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of miss it okay. or a hiss. For for the for the whole plugin for me it's it's a miss just because you know I'm it's it's just not for me but for auto makeup gain on compressors yes please can we have that everywhere so that mm-hmm. would be a huge hit okay well that's the end of our that's the end of our list I think I think it's time to go to find of the week RSPE Audio Solutions design sell and install professional audio and video equipment their team are available by phone live chat or email to receive and process orders. They have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio to ensure you can continue to work from home. 
if there is anything they can do to help. Reach out or shop online at rspeaudio.com. Okay, so Dom, what's your find of the week? Well, it's actually, I think it's quite an old thing that I didn't realize existed and, and I've come across. But it's, um, so I'm a big fan of the Liquid Sonics plugins and, um, you know, use the cinematic rooms and the Seventh Heaven and, and, and really like them. And then um, I recently discovered there's this one called Illusion, which I think does predate the other two. Uh, but it has this really clever thing in it where you can, it's sort of got built in compressor that you can control the dynamic of the plugin and it can duck while the main signal's going to it. And then you adjust the release time as it, the, the reverb sort of comes around the, your signal as the signal dies out. And it's just, it's the sort of thing you can do with a chain of plugins, um, that takes you a load of time and is quite painful. So you normally don't. Um, but the fact that you can just, you know, two clicks and you're away with this thing is um, is something I'm really enjoying. It's it's a nice um, nice addition to to what is already a great, you know, great sounding reverb plugin anyway. But but adding that kind of dynamic thing is great. It's a feature that you could you could get from putting a load of plugins in a chain. But with this one, it's all in there. It's really really easy. So I find I use it and I do it and I do use the kind of the dynamic section of the reverb and and I think it's you know mixes are better for it so I've been enjoying that one liquid sonic solution uh Russ what about you uh mine is uh it's coming out tomorrow but I've had sneak peek previews of it is that uh UJAM have done it again they've come out with a product called Usynth which is kind of uh it's going back to this thing I I, I must I'm going to start like a bro- broken record it's imagine a really, it's just something that Dom would hate. It's it's a synth that you can do really powerful things with, with about three knobs. <laughs> so you get like a pad sound and then you go and make it warmer or or darker uh, or brighter, or you, you can uh, you can give it more movement and stuff. And it's just really, it's like, so imagine Omnisphere with just three three knobs on it. It's like that. And it's Peter's, Peter Gorges is behind it, the guy who, 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 has always been behind all the Wizoo stuff and that over the years. And I had a chat with him on the phone the other day and I've seen some of the videos. And again, it just looks, it just means you can get really great sounds very quickly. Uh, and I'm all for that. And that comes out tomorrow. So keep your eyes open for it. It's not expensive either. So you get shit loads of sounds, uh, but they're going to be good sounds and easy to modify. So uh, that can't be a bad thing. Excellent. Okay. Mm. Um, mine's, mine's rather sort of uh, functional. To be honest, but it's it's the IK Multimedia iRig MIDI Two, which is a little box that IK do that um it, it's just, it's a way that you can get proper DIN MIDI uh, into iOS devices, and that's something that I want to do just because um uh, this is to do with uh, I have a I have a Nord Nord Electro, uh, and um, it's a great keyboard for for what I'm doing at the moment with the band that I'm playing in. But while it can do synth noises, it's not a synthesizer. And there's some stuff it really can't do. And I'm really, really trying to keep the size of my keyboard rig down. Um, and it does occur to me that I've got perfectly playable synths on my iPad and I'm happy to bring, bring my iPad to a gig as long as I can plumb it in. Uh, and then, for example, uh, there's something that I want to play that's, that needs a, a portamento lead. You can't have portamento with a uh, on, on a synth sound. You can do synth leads, but not with portamento on electro. Easy way for me to get it. So that's what I'm trying to do. It's solving an actual issue for me. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it's great that there are kind of solutions out there. Um, I th- believe you can use a camera connection kit. 
but actually having cool. a box and using proper MIDI cables. I mean, apart from the fact that that'd be such a blast in the past to get an actual round proper MIDI cable out. Um, it just strikes me as a little <laughs> bit more reliable. And of course, I'll, I'll still I'll have like MIDI through and things like that available, and you know, look into the future. Because one thing I know about gear is um, uh, you'd always get more rigs grow, which is why I'm trying to stop this from growing too quickly. So anyway, there we go. It reminds me of the M Audio days. You remember everybody always had an M Audio box in their studio, didn't they? Of some kind, <laughs> whether it was a, a MIDI through box or a. And it reminds me of that. It looks really quite mm, cool. Yeah, proper MIDI. If you want some MIDI leads, I've got a shed load in the studio. Yeah, I, I, I managed to. Get, I, I got some out. I got some out the other day, and had to actually turn turn local off on uh, on a keyboard. And I have. I don't think I've done this since about like two thousand or something. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, this synth's really loud. Why is this synth so loud? Because it's playing twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With local on. But yeah. anyway, there we go. Yeah. Um, that's Good. all we've got time for this week. Thank you to my guests, Don Morley and Russ Hughes, for sharing their thoughts on the new products released in January 2022. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Production Expert Podcast. Mm-hmm.